you really need to talk to the folks here at Next Level. I've got to tell you, just speaking to the people here, they are fired up, they get it, they've got the right balance, and they're all increasing their income, they're increasing their production. We are dealing with uh, people that are in the trenches, dealing with this, our practitioners, had failures, had successes, learned from it. And it's about helping you not just like get through the next month, but it's about creating legacy business for yourself. And I can tell you that um, you are mission focused. I know you're purpose focused. And, and I can tell you that every loan officer that I've communicated with um, that's been part of your platform has been a raving fan. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast, a proud founding member of the Real Disrupt Podcast Collaborative. You can check out more awesome podcasts at realdisrupt.com. And now, Kenneth Travis and Sean Zalmanoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. I'm Sean Zalmanoff, joined by Shane Kidwell and Kenneth Travis. Gentlemen, it's good to see you today. Friends, uh, we appreciate you joining us on the number one loan officer podcast in this great land. Hey, if you're interested in finding out a little more about Next Level, go to becomenextlevello.com. That is becomenextlevello.com and uh, and find out what it's like to join us because I know you've been listening to a lot of these podcasts, so you already know us pretty darn well, don't they, Shane? They do. And, you know, today I'm excited because – you know, Sean, we're we're moving into a new era, a new time in lending. And this happens all the time, right? And so today, what I wanted to really ask you guys and pick your brains on and create a conversation around is that that conversation that we've had before, which is knowing what you know today, what would you tell your 12-month <clears throat> previous self? So, re, you know, rewind 12 months and it's we're starting covid what would you tell yourself knowing what you know now about the last 12 months? What would you have done differently? What would you have added to your business? What would you have stopped doing? What would you maybe have focused more time on or left less time on? What would you have not cared as much about? What would you have done to make right now even better than it is? And I think instead of asking that after the fact, what if we asked it before? What if we yeah. actually said, you know, this is mind blowing. I know I changed really dropping knowledge today, but what if we said, Hey, Knowing what we know now about the last 12 months and knowing where we know the industry is going, what could we do today so that in six to 12 months, we look back and say, I don't need to do that exercise because I got every ounce of energy, success, opportunity out of myself and my team. And so Ken, like with that kind of question being the topic of conversation, I'd love to hear from your, and again, for those of you listening, Ken and I don't sit next to each other in the office every day. Like he is in Squirrel Eaton, East Texas. I'm in Skinny Jean. Uh, nation. <laughs> Skinny Jean Nation <laughs> up in Seattle. I was going to add in that we're in the zone of like freedom, but it's not. It's the chop zone. We got, I mean, our, our markets couldn't be more different, yet there's some some extreme similarities in, in what we need to be doing in our business. And, and Sean's in St. Louis, completely different market, yet it's the same, right? So Ken, I'd like to throw it to you first. Knowing what we know today, we look back 12 months ago, we would have told ourselves 12 months ago, things to do differently. Well, now sitting here today, what would we do? What would we say to our future self to make the next six to 12 months the most successful we possibly could? Okay, we're going to go both of them, right? Answer both of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a good conversation yeah. around where are we going and how do we build now 
what, what we typically don't build in time. And we go, you know, if only, if only I would have done the following, Absolutely. what yeah. would those things be for you and your market? And just in general, cause you're, man, you yeah. coach clients all over the country. Yeah. So for me, I, l- let me say this first, man. I think it's important to understand that we all had one of the most successful years coming off one of the most successful years that we'd ever seen. We've seen a lot of people have their best year ever. A lot of people have their best year ever. And we're in a position now where it's like we want to grow. We want to continue to grow. And we don't. And, and I see I've already seen it. I've already seen it. I already see loan officers and big teams starting to digress. And they're starting to trim fat and kind of get rid of even some people. And I'm like, yeah, man, that doesn't work for me, right? We want to continue that growth, um, even if it's even if it's constant. Like we're we're at the top now. Let's stay at the top and just keep keep that moving, keep that train moving. So how do we do that? And I think the answer to that is to really challenge ourselves and ask these questions. Um, you know, what can we do different? And so I'll go in and I'll I'll tell I'll be real transparent with you. Back in March of 2020. I wish, right, knowing what I know now, I wish that I had been better prepared from a team and process and efficiencies perspective. Now, I was good, but I wasn't great, right? And I think we all agree that good is the enemy of great. And we just weren't quite ready for what we were about to get into from a capacity perspective, from a communication perspective. I thought, man, we're great. My team's pretty badass. And I learned really quick that we weren't as good as we thought we were. So it really forced me to level up. It really forced us to sharpen our acts and to kind of clean up some processes and some systems and, um, and, and really spend some additional time training people to be a little bit better and have a little bit harder and deeper and more emotionally intelligent conversations to just overall be better. Uh, then, of course, we had to hire on a few more people and, uh, and got them up to speed. And now I feel like, shit, man, I've got the best team on the planet, right? Like that's how I genuinely feel. I just feel like my team does really, really good across the board, getting loans closed. That's what we do. That's how we feed our families. That's how we put deposits in our bank account. Okay. We want to be good at it, but moving forward, how do we, how do we continue to sustain this, this train? Like, how do we do that? Right? Well, I think we really have to look at ourselves and our markets very specifically and individually, because to to Sean's point, I mean, to Shane's point a while ago, even though we're on two different ends of the world, right? We have a lot of similarities and then we have some differences. I think we really have to identify who we are in our marketplace. And I'm just going to give you a quick example. I know in my marketplace in East Texas, man, like we don't have, like you can purchase a home and then you may not be able to refinance that borrower for five, six, seven years because our home values do not increase drastically like they do in other markets until recently. Right. First time ever. I've been in this business for 18, 19 years in East Texas. Never have I been in a better market to refinance than in the last 90 days or a lot of places across the country are saying, well, refinances are just declining a little bit, which is true, but not true because there's a lot of debt to consolidate and there's a lot of opportunities there. And so so for me, looking forward, like looking into the future, looking 12 to 18 months down the road, and I just had a, a team meeting with my entire branch today. And this was our conversation, right? If we want to continue to grow, we have to really shift our focus. We have to alleviate the points of friction in our business and think what is in the marketplace for us to do differently now to start course correcting and start really paying attention to the opportunities that are available to us in our community. 
So for me and my community, I think it's continuing to refinance. A lot. I'm, the big, I'm a big FHA lender, right? So there's a huge opportunity for me to go out there and refinance my clients because now there's enough equity in their home because values have gone up 33% in the last 90 days. Never seen it before, ever. So I have an opportunity to roll in those closing costs and to refinance people, right? There's also a huge opportunity for debt consolidation. So, you know, I need to start creating content and marketing materials around my existing database about debt, about consolidating it, how that's going to change, you know, using MBS Highway tools and how that's going to change their lives. And then continue to stay focused on what something that a lot of originators across the country hasn't focused on in the last 12 months. And that's realtor relationships, database relationships, and really staying in front of them, letting them know and helping them win deals through different strategies when it comes to making offers, because we have low inventory, right? We have the lowest inventory we've ever, ever had, like probably ever in the entire country. And it's like we have all this per- purchase frenzy going on, but with less transactions, right? So what are we going to do? What are you going to do as a loan officer to start winning? And if you're just sitting around hoping, I'm going to tell you, man, hope's not a strategy. You have got to put a plan into place to help realtors win deals, help your buyers win deals, and provide value because no one else is doing it in the marketplace. So, so, so let me summarize. Let me summarize really quick the 15 minutes of knowledge bombs you just dropped. I asked you for this is what Ken does. You say, "Hey, give me one thing," and he gives like 75 things, and people are frantically writing. Sorry, no, it's good. I love this. So, first and foremost, one of the key themes was being proactive, proactively, strategically marketing, building a team proactively. I and I call it higher, higher in the slow. Right. Well, everybody's getting slow. You're hiring. You're strategically building your team because it ain't slow for you. Right. And when you need the staff, it's too late to hire, which you felt that that hurt, that pain last year. I felt the same pain. I hired too late. By the time I hired, we were three months behind. By the time we got the staff trained up, it was too late. I lost. I did the math. And in like legitimate, legitimate loans that I had to ignore or turn down, it was like another 50 million in personal production. Like how stupid is that? Because yeah. I didn't hire two LOAs three months earlier, right? So I think you're. it's all about being proactive. It's about building that team. It's about listening to your market, not listening to social media. In your market, refinances are not dead. Get on social media. They're like, oh, refis are dead. Got to be purchase focused, man. You're like crushing it with refis. And I think that's huge for the audience to understand is understand your market. Take time to have the mental capacity to proactively plan your market. And I love that. Sean, what about you, my man? Well, I mean, I'm right with you guys on, if I could go back to March and February, man, when I hit the brakes a little bit, I was, I had people I was talking to and and they were scared with COVID, what's going to happen to my job. And I just, I wish I cranked that lever back then. I mean, that's, everybody's going to have the same answer, but as far as right now moving forward, like I can't believe the short sightedness when we hear about loan officer, I need to cut staff or I need to do this. I've had the fortunes of upgrading a few people recently. Um, and that's going to move the needle for us. But man, if, if there's three things I can tell you right now, it's market share, market share, and market share. Yeah. Like what can I do for our realtor partners? What can I do for our loan officers to help their realtor partners that is going to increase market share. Shane, I'm, you're probably going to say it, but I'm sorry. I'm going to steal it from you in advance, but I'm going to give you credit for it. You, you said for, 
I mean, as long as I think I've known you, there's going to be a time where we're, we're not going to judge ourselves by the amount of basis points we make on loans, but how much money we make per hour. And, you know, I've had a few loan officers that have lost some deals to better.com recently. You know what? Like, shocking. you know, <laughs> that's not your market. <laughs> Unless you work for better.com. No, no. Well, you know, there you you go, you look online, you look at the ratings, man, they're, they're pretty good. Like they're, they're good at doing a certain segment of loans. And so right now, you know, we, we've talked a lot about the $5,000 guarantee, how we're getting to the listing agents, how we're getting to uh, the sellers directly and what we're doing to get our buyers offers presented. You know, everybody thinks about this. It's about the buyer. And yeah, of course it's about the buyer, but like, I'm just doing that because we're a better lender than Jim down the street, but I've never compared myself to Jim down the street. So that's a pretty mediocre response. I'm doing it because when the listing agents see what we do, and when the buyer's agents see what we do and are doing to adapt to the market that we're in right now, I'm gaining market share. I'm gaining more people that are sending my team's business right now because of, of what we're bringing to the table. And then, you know, while you're somebody else is firing their CND squad, I'm going and talking to their A squad and being like, dude, if they're already letting people go, what do you think they, they think right now? And I'm not looking at the guys that are getting like, Oh, I'm looking at the men and women that they're still employing that, haven't thought about leaving, but maybe are now. So it's it's just all about what can I do to increase market share so I can continue to hire and keep everyone that, that I have hired uh, at, at the pace that we're going at so we can keep the expansion. The, the amazing business coach, Andy Andrews, once said, you know, if you want to double your business, don't do what the competition is doing, firing, reducing cost, going after purchase only, go against the grain, do the opposite of the competition. The opposite of the competition in Ken Travis's market is to focus on refinances, agent relationships, and building and maintaining a top tier team. The opposite of the competition in Sean's market is ignoring the distractions, stealing market share, upgrading staff, and going after massive like pro- promotional ideas that hit the seller at the nerve center, their heart, their mind. Not And you use the buyer, but it's about to sell right now. And I love that. I love that. So, and I'll just end with this, you know, for me in my market, it's a little bit of both. I think that what we are doing is doubling down. And so, you know, the, uh, the owner of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, you know, his, one of his very simple stock strategies is when people are selling, you should be buying. When people are buying, you should be selling. And I'm going to take that same approach in this market. If you're cutting staff, I'm going to go out and find your high qualified, highly trained, skilled staff, and I'm going to pick them up. And I'm going to go to Sean's point. I'm going to my agent saying, hey, we can get your your pre-approval done in half the time of everyone else because we care enough about your business. We're overstaffed. Oh, and by the way, we have weekend support so that when on that Memorial Day weekend, I'm off playing and your other LO is off, you know, drinking beer in their boat. My team, not myself, my team is getting your offer accepted. That's market share in our market, right? And, and then the, the challenge for everyone on this call, in my market, if you act like everyone else, you're going to get trampled. You got to be different, unique, and have a little bit of funk. And so in my market, one of the things that we just rolled out, um, and this was in conjunction, myself and, and one of our amazing coaches and contributors, Alan Christian, and I came up with this idea 
you know, so we've got the seller guarantees and Sean's doing that. I'm doing that. KT's doing that. A lot of us are doing that. And it's, and it's, it's working better than not having it. It's not the, it's not the end all be all. I mean, right now cash is King agents are looking at highest and best offer all cash. My guarantee is not going to touch that. So what we're doing, and I want you guys to write this down and, and you guys can steal this is we actually are using a courier service to take our 10 K guarantee uh, a, a little page of reviews about our team dwell a little bit about me, a little bit about our process and how we help that seller get in and out of their home in record time with less stress. We're hand delivering that to the seller. We've got it in a little packet. It looks like a publisher's clearing house. It's like, they just think they won the lotto and we are for, for a hundred bucks. I'm delivering that on every offer that my buyers are making. And I'm telling my buyer and I'm telling my buyer's agent, I care enough about you that I'm going to be unique. I'm going to be industry leading and I'm going to do something different. Now, old Shane back in the day, a little less of a spine. Somebody would say, yeah, but you know what? That's going to really piss off an agent and they're not going to like that. And I say, you know what? I don't care because I don't mind originating with a little bit of soul, a little bit of funk, a little different, right? Because in this market, if I'm vanilla, I am going to lose to some other bigger you know, guy or gal who's going to spend more money and is going to take more market share and going to work more hours than I want to work. And so I guess the challenge for you all is be different, be unique. And, and you're never going to be unique and creative if you're overworked. If your brain is fried, you're not going to come up with ideas. That switch turns off. So it's about having the mental space, clearing your mental calendar so that the ideas that Sean and Ken and I talked about today, you're generating on your own. And most importantly, get in a group with like-minded people. You know, our next level private group is unbelievable, man. Every day there is a knowledge bomb dropped in that group. And so when you don't have an idea, but your friends, your, your, your sphere of influence, your fraternity of like-minded people do, what do they say? You know, imitation is the highest form of flattery. And we do that all the time. We proudly do it in our group. And so guys, any last questions before we let the group go? BecomeCMA.com. <laughs> no, uh, become next level LO. Oh, I'm sorry. Become you, next you, level. You can join us for just $197 okay. a month. Um, but but hey, Shane, like one thing I, I do want to know, we we talk a lot about Andy Andrews. Like if anybody needs to go pick up one of his books, whether it's Jones, whether it's the Traveler's Gift, like he might be the best author of, of our time period. Like do yourself a favor, go read his books. But guys, Become nextlevello.com. Join us. It's $197 a month. Uh, if you implemented anything that uh, Shane or Kenneth, about to call you Kellen just because you can't ever get Shane and I right, uh, and you you paid for your year, uh, let us help you. Let us grow. Be part of our community and, uh, and be part of something better. We appreciate y'all. Yeah, guys. I mean, at the end of the day, you are the sum of the people you surround yourself with. And if you surround yourself with losers, you're just going to be the best loser. If you surround yourself with winners, man, you're going to win and you'll take your business to the next level every day. And uh, we would love to see you on the other side. For myself, for Ken Travis, for Sean Zalmanoff, we thank you for your time. We wish you luck. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks, guys.